up, everyone? Welcome to this day in Philly sports history for February 14th, 2023. It is Valentine's Day, but more importantly, it is Tuesday. And that means it's time for our weekly sort of pep talk positivity. And I think we need it today probably more than any of the other times I've done this. And I think this week it's pretty appropriate based on what happened. And just one of those little sayings or things that kind of sticks with me um, is, and I don't even know who, who said it. I have a shirt from Mike the Situation from Jersey Shore that says it. But it's tough times never last, tough people do. And yeah, it's, it's tough right now um, trying to process and get over this Eagles loss. But just hang in there and keep in mind there are bigger things in sports. It is entertaining. Now, I get it. I'm still pissed off. I'm still upset about it. And it is because of just the time and energy that's just invested. And it's almost like a mourning period. Um, and that is in no way to, to kind of belittle anybody who's actually mourning the loss of someone they love. But we do. We put a lot of time and energy and effort and, and just passion into this season to have it end that way it, it kind of it, it stings and it, and it still stings but one thing like i said let's keep that positivity the city came together the area came together everybody was on the same team everybody was positive let's keep that going and and kind of change what's happening in the world the world's a very negative place and for how many ever like a month the whole season, however long when we started realizing and thinking about this playoff run, it's been a good month run where everybody's feeling positive, everybody's happy, and yet it stings and we're hurt right now. But let's keep that going. Let's keep the positivity and bringing everybody together because God only knows the world needs it. So remember, tough times never last, tough people too. Let's keep that positive energy and vibes going that we had following this team through the playoffs. Um, just a couple more things as I'm kind of processing things more. I think the biggest thing is the Bradbury call. Like, he even admitted that he held. And, wow, I mean, it still was ticky-tack. But that play itself did not cost them that game. I mean, you could just go back through. Um, kind of watching it, I think who's – and it, I've seen some people talk about it. But the one play that is, is being overlooked a lot because of the holding call – was the pass that Quez Watkins should have caught that would have put them up 31-21 that pretty much that changes that whole complexion of that game. And, and nobody's talking about that. you got to catch that, Quez. Um, also, too, enough with the moral victory. Stop it. Like, I'm sick of hearing, well, it was a good season. Who cares? You know what? We overachieved. Great. But just like I said with the Phillies, we were there. We had a shot to win it. Like, maybe down the road, like, we'll say, oh, it was a good run. It was fun, this, that, and the other. But no, it, this isn't like the 2001 Sixers where they had no shot to beat the Lakers, and that was a moral victory that they took game one and the whole city and region came together for that. We were the favorites in the fucking Super Bowl. So don't give me that. Oh, well, they overachieved. They, were more. they should have won it. So enough with the moral victories. Um and truthfully, both can be true. We can be pissed off and still say it was a good season, but don't hang your hat on, well, they tried hard. No, that's a problem. They're, like, This isn't about a participation trophy. We don't want a participation trophy for being in the Super Bowl. We wanted to win it. We were the favorites. Stop. 
Stop with that nonsense. Like the fact that your defense, who came in with leading the league and setting records for sacks, had zero sacks, that's a problem. That's a problem. All right, enough about that. I'll have more as the week goes on. I, I can only do it in bits and pieces because I'm still in mourning, and this is how I'm mourning right now. But Sixers update, they beat the Rockets 123-109 uh, to 109 last night for their third straight. Big game coming up on Wednesday against the Cavaliers. The Sixers are currently third in the standings. The Cavs are only a game behind them. So this is a huge, huge win for them. A uh, huge game coming up for them, I should say. All right, speaking of Sixers, let's do today's Philly Sports Black History Spotlight. Today we're going to talk about and spotlight Allen Iverson, AI the answer. He was born in Hampton, Virginia. He overcame a lot of adversity in high school, the whole bowling alley incident and this, that, and the other. Uh, starred for two seasons at Georgetown. Sixers took him number one overall in 96. Uh, played 14 years in the NBA, 27 points a game, six assists. Um, won the MVP, as I mentioned, uh, about that 2000-2001 season. He took the Sixers to the finals um, where they did fall short against the Lakers uh, four games to one, but they did steal that first game. That is a team that you take the moral victory because they had no shot of beating the Lakers, not the Eagles who were favored against the Chiefs. Stop it with the moral victories. All right, no, this is about AI. I apologize. But AI was a trailblazer on top of just playing – being six foot, 165 pounds, soaking wet, um, he played with a lot of heart. He played with the heart of a, a center, a big guy. And other than his on the court, off the court, he was a trailblazer. And he started to change the the look, and I'll put that in quotes, of the league. He came in. Uh, he had his cornrows. Um, or as he started playing, he grew his hair out, had cornrows. He wore the gold chains, baggy clothes. Do rags. He was all. He started getting tattoos, and basically, what they called it was the hip hop culture he brought into the NBA. He didn't look like the other players at the time, and it got to the point where he was just like, "I'm just expressing myself." And I think he actually used the term hip hop culture. But it got to the point where in 2005, David Stern instituted a, a dress code, and everybody had to be more conservative, um, quote unquote, white. Um, but the players fought back and, and led by AI and AI was the first one to really come out and just in self, like self-expression of where he, what he felt comfortable in, what he did. And he paved the way. If you look at like, just look at the Super Bowl last, the other night, like look at the way these guys come in dressed to games. Look at the way, watch an NBA game when they show the guys coming into the arenas. They sometimes push the envelope and try to outdo each other, but that's all due to AI coming in and not staying and, and doing. So look at how everybody does today. So shout out to AI for not only changing the narrative of how people can express themselves through their dress and, and, and the way they look, but also for what he did for the Sixers on the court. So shout out to you, Allen Iverson. All right. Today, we're going to go back to 1981. So on February 14th, 1981, St. Joe's beat Temple 61-58 at the Palestra. They improved their record to 15-5. Now, a little bit about that 80-81 St. Joe's team. They were coached by, coached by Jim Lynham. Yes, that Jim Lynham who coached the Sixers and now is on the pre- and post-game live for, for the Sixers broadcast. 
but they won the East Coast Conference Tournament to make the tournament as a nine seed. So the East Coast Conference Tournament, that was pre-Atlantic 10 days, pre uh, when Villanova went to the Big East, when things were a little bit kind of the Big Five was the thing. So in that, some of the local teams that were in that conference, and I was surprised to find some of these out, Temple, Drexel, LaSalle, Westchester, Lehigh, Lafayette, and St. Joe's were all in the East Coast Conference during this time. Um, so that St. Joe's team, as a nine seed, they won their first round game, but then they upset number one DePaul, the number one team in the country, and they made a run to the Elite Eight before finally they played Indiana in that Elite Eight game and uh, just got blown out. And Indiana ended up winning the national championship. So no shame in losing that game for the Hawks. Um, it would have been cool because the Final Four was in Philly that year. So St. Joe's would have had definitely a massive uh, massive home field advantage um, as a nine seed. Um, but they, they couldn't beat the, the Hoosiers who ended up. I think Isaiah Thomas was on that team. They were, they were pretty good that year. Um, so this day in Philly sports history, St. Joe's beat Temple 61-58 at the Palestra. That team would go on to make a run to the Elite Eight. Remember, let's keep that positivity up from this playoff run from the Sixers or from the Eagles. It stings. It hurts like hell. I'm still pissed off about it, but you know what? Let's just keep that positivity going. I'll have more on the Eagles as the week goes on. They will be back. They're a young team. They they're going to be okay. It still stings, and I don't care if they overachieved. This is not moral victories, but go. Have yourselves a Tuesday. Happy Valentine's Day. And until next time, I'll see you when I see you.